0: You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops. tailgate okay, legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanklop. But the reality is...
1: They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself
2: every night. Look, for all you listen, to, me, I'm not an idiot.
0: What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk presented by BetUS, here with your break from all the high-resource-file propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And life is back on, sports bettors. BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800-79-BETUS. BETUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code, TTTT125. That's to the top talk. TTTT125 is the promo code. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BETUS. You bet you win, you get paid, US. Dot com joining me now Southern the miss Black Ops tailgate legend Jason Bailey greetings
3: and salutations boys should be a fun episode tonight actually looking at faces here instead of just hearing voices um, next time I'll definitely clean up the uh, closet that I broadcast out of
0: you do realize people listening to the podcast are only going to be able to hear your voice right
3: but now. but but it's context context <laughs> <bro. laughs> that
0: also the wizard of whiskey himself Shane Lott. Um.
2: <laughs> this is great
0: say we can't hear you you're muted
2: yeah reload <laughs> no um that's what we get for doing this video wise uh, yeah i'm used to work call i'm sitting here and i, I put it on mute so uh, I'm like, yeah, I don't want to cough or something right in the middle of Jamie spelling out bet U.S. Anyway, uh, yeah, the throwing video into the mix, uh, I, I blame our special guest for the night.
0: Mm-hmm. So we, we've got a special guest. This this guy is uh, he used to work on staff here. He is the brainchild behind the design of our Superback shirts, which have gone absolutely legendary at this point. Please welcome Patrick Lowry.
4: How we doing, gentlemen? Uh, super glad to be here. It's a dream come true. I'm here. Super glad. For super back
0: all right Super glad. Super back. Those those shirts, man. Those shirts are shirts are flying off the shelf. We had some some rather large orders from from some very influential people at Southern Miss this weekend. So mm-hmm. yeah, oh, that's outstanding. Yeah, somebody hit
3: me up on uh, who was that? Somebody hit hit up to the top talk. Twitter account or something asking uh, if you could buy them at the bookstore or where else could you get them because it's so close to Christmas. I just told him I said, man, I really think that we're the only game in town. I think uh, I, I don't think that they're anywhere else. So we kind of beat everybody to the punch, I guess.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the oh yeah, damn. I don't know the exact count, but we've done they've we've sold pretty well. So Patrick, I'll hit you up off the air about that.
4: But Patrick, so when
0: <laughs> when were you at Southern Miss?
4: Yeah, so uh, I was there, let's see, I think 2014 I started and then ended up working um, with Brent Jones, Kyle George, those guys. I know if you've been around athletics, you, you know those guys. And so I uh, kind of brought a little bit of the creative side and graphic design and stuff with, with, that, with them. And I was there through, I guess it was the end of 2016, so into 2017. When were you in college at USM? Uh, yeah, so I was there, gosh, uh, from 04 to 08. So, okay, so um,
0: you were in the Larry's Loonies, right?
4: Yes, yes. I am one of the OG uh, original Larry's Loonies, one of those crazy guys uh, at that infamous UAB game with Shane right next to him. Uh, <laughs> it, was great, it was a great night. Was
3: this the UAB game where Davis got chunked? Absolutely. Absolutely.
4: yeah that was us uh i actually have a great story about that uh so we you know larry loved us we used to we were crazy about basketball back then uh we had, had to find something to get excited about i guess as students and uh one night right before the first game larry actually let some of us uh spend the night on the court so we ended up uh Sleeping at Reed Green at, like, uh, well, we didn't really sleep, wow. just kind of stayed all night and shot basketball, and uh, it was a great time, so uh, shout out to Larry for letting us do that.
0: Is it haunted? Did,
4: or is it? <laughs> you know, it, we, there are some strange sounds, especially around 3 or 4 in the morning, but, you know, the funny thing was we shot basketball all night, goofed off, and... Uh, Then about five o'clock, we decided, you know, maybe we should get a little bit of sleep. And then literally 20 minutes after we decide to kind of call it a night, uh, a guy comes in, flips all the lights on and starts mopping the floor.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's great. The strange sound. Somebody made sure that it wasn't uh, Juan Cox invaded the men's restroom up there in the middle of the night, right? (laughs) could have been. He, He had somebody at Wards open the kitchen late night. He needed somewhere to go. Strange sounds. Is that like a maid basket?
0: Oh, Ooh, oh. goodness whoa. gracious.
3: Whoa,
0: Ooh. whoa, whoa. So before we get into the, uh, I guess, the the motif of the show, let's talk a little Southern Miss news. So today, Nick Mullins led the Cleveland Browns onto the field as they took on the Las Vegas Raiders. I almost messed that up. Uh, but the Browns fall on a last-second field goal, 16-14. But Nick for not getting much practice, many practice reps, had a solid game through his first touchdown as a Brown that probably will be the last time that he is uh, starting this year unless something goes haywire because their two other quarterbacks are expected to be back after recovering from COVID. But uh hey, it was great to see Nick back out there and and he definitely, you know, had a, had a solid showing. It was we were definitely proud to see him out there. Yeah.
3: He you know, was- I, was he- I was hesitant on tweeting out the BDN just because I didn't want to jinx anything? Almost I almost put it out there when a tight end caught the pass. Oh yeah. Uh, in the back of the end zone. I still I mean, I don't understand that. So if your toe hits inbounds, but your heel I, I don't get it.
0: Well the issue was his 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 left foot, the toe hit inbounds, the heel hit out of bounds before his right foot touched down. Oh uh, so that's it wasn't touchdown. like he had both at the same time. He had he had you have to get two feet in the end zone in the NFL. Um, for, with the reception. I thought I
3: saw both toes and then one heel after that. But either well, way, you know, it's, it's so weird because you can still just dive and go,
0: like graze the pylon, right? Well, that's after you that's after you've had the reception though. Like you couldn't just like catch it in the air and like, you'd have to have your foot down at some point for it to count.
3: I get it. But anyway, so I almost tweeted out that right there, but I held off. Right, and then the, that's all the flag, and um, and then and then right there at the end, and they ended up losing. So, I guess I can take partial blame, but it might have bought him you
0: know a, a few extra um looks in the offseason. So, maybe he around in the league for a while. Well, I mean, he you know, he goes back if he if they you know send him back down, he goes back to the practice squad, he's eligible to be called up, you know. So, if another team gets an issue and they want to make a run at him, they're more than welcome to do so.
2: He had a respectable stat line, 20 for 30, 147 yards, uh, one touchdown, no interceptions. You know, not a crazy fantasy points night, but uh, not a bad night. There were some brutal drops, brutal drops too.
3: That's what I was was going to say. I mean, that that yardage total could have went up by 50 or at least just on two plays.
0: Also, other Southern Miss news, and we mentioned this last week, but now it's official. Auburn, the Auburn Tigers officially announced that Austin Davis is the new offensive coordinator there on the plane. So congratulations to Austin and best of luck to him there at Auburn. Today, it was announced that Southern Miss has a new volleyball coach, Jenny Hazelwood. She's a former head coach at Mississippi State, Austin Peay, Centenary College and Mississippi College. Jenny Hazel was going to be taking over the Lady Eagle volleyball program. Well, the volleyball program—you don't really even have to differentiate that. We only have one. Also, we've kind of chatted on this in the past, but uh, Chris Vanini of the Athletic tweeted today a small update on the Sun Belt. Southern Miss, Marshall, and ODU would like to join for next year, but it's still TBD. Everyone hoped to have a resolution by now, but instead, it will come in January. Scheduling and other factors being dug into. So it looks like we're trying to go ahead and make the leap to the Sun Belt. There are some other factors in play. I think has has Texas Arlington already announced where they're going?
2: No, there was one or one of two conferences they were going to. I can't remember which ones, uh, but they are expected to leave. There's two that they're narrowing it down to. Uh, I think one of the big hangups is James Madison. Uh, coming along and then being in their transition year from SCS. so they're having to petition uh, for those to count as FBS games. and if they don't count as FBF game FBS games, most schools already have an FCS school uh, on the schedule and, and you can't have two and them count as wins in a, in a year. so uh, that seems to be a sticking point. Uh, if that can't happen then they got to figure it out from there.
0: All right. There you have it. So, you know, we didn't have we had a couple of basketball games this week, men's and women's. So We're going to kind of talk a little bit about twenty twenty one as a whole. Not the greatest year in Southern Miss history, but we did have some high points. We did have some low points. So let's kind of uh, talk a little bit about some of the high points. First, if you had to pick one instance of what was the biggest story or the biggest event or the biggest moment for Southern Miss this year and that's 2021 as a whole i think we all would probably have the same answer but what would you say it would be
2: uh i'm gonna go with well did soccer make an appearance in the championship game twice in the calendar year the because the season was bumped to the spring right so they played spring fall so soccer making uh uh, the appearance in the conference USA championship game in the spring and the fall is pretty big. I'd, I'd go with that.
0: That's a pretty big. That wouldn't have been like what I thought our consensus would be, but that's a really good. Uh, that's a really good moment too.
2: I would. Sn- I think about all the sports, Jamie.
0: Well, I'm, I'm well, thinking about all the sports too. I'm thinking about the move to the Sun Belt. Is probably the biggest single biggest story. Oh,
3: see, when, as soon as you said that, <laughs> I went straight back to baseball. But it's been quite a while now. Not that I don't go to all the games, and I went to the. <laughs> the conference tournament. And, um, you know, I remember watching all of that, but you try to have some recall instantly. Um, and you kind of put a lot of pressure on us there, I think. You're like, I think we're all going to think the exact same thing here.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. uh, we you know, we, we did talk about this before the show.
4: Well, that was. Like, <laughs> <eight minutes laughs> yeah we did I, I with, like i was with you jamie I thought, and, we I was was getting,
3: I, and i was getting used to watching everybody's face that's still throwing yeah.
2: yeah that's still messing with me a lot
0: my feelings are not hurt you guys that shane that was a, soccer was on my list of of highlights from the year um jason you mentioned you mentioned baseball and of course you'd have to say you know one of the highlights would be the Wins in the Oxford Regional that made it competitive. You know, defeating Florida State, def- defeating Florida State seven to four, defeating Ole Miss ten to seven before falling to Ole Miss nine to twelve, and what was it? Just a battle of a game there for the Oxford Regional. But when I think about like the memorable moments of the year, I think about the Friday night game. I think it was March the twelfth, Southern Miss taking on the Raging Cajuns of the University of Louisiana. Will McGillis gets pegged with a ball. Danny Litch comes up to the plate with the buffest swag you have ever seen, goes yard for the two-run homer after Chris Sargent had hit a grand slam, two batters before, and flips the bat. And the meltdown that came about from the ULL or Louisiana or Lafayette announcers was priceless. Like, that should be my ringtone. It was so good.
3: <laughs> it no. was good. And, and 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 thinking about that backflip, uh, that was a good like thirty or forty feet. I think he threw that thing. Yeah. And then and then just had the stare. And then I don't know how I don't know if we put a clock on him or not. It took a while to get around the bases as well. Um, so the that only was that, that would have been
2: better. Is if he would have just seawalked all the way around the bases. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Yeah. While we're talking about our friends uh, down in in lovely Lafayette, I want to bring up something that uh, the three of us talked about in text message earlier this week, because I noticed the actual school account for what they want to be called the University of Louisiana, their Twitter handle is UL Lafayette. Yeah, it is. And then I mean, It doesn't say just U-la-la, la, but, yeah. but it, 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 if they're trying to
3: make a move away from that, it just goes to well, Louisiana, which still just sounds stupid.
2: The actual um, Twitter handle is U-L-Lafayette, so you're only an A inserted in there from being away from U-la-la. La. <laughs> uh, and sure. it says the University of Louisiana at Lafayette in like the description of what the university is. Uh, so as much as I, I like our our new friends over there, um, we, we got you got some splaining to do. Uh,
0: that's a fair point. You know, I think I think uh, U.A.T. needs to do the same thing. University of Alabama, Ooh. Tuscaloosa or uh, <laughs> U.M.O. Uh,
2: I don't even think about them anymore.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. That's I mean, that's you can change your Twitter handle. You know, it's I'm sure like if you and they're they are they got a check maybe they've got the check mark. They don't want they're scared to lose the check mark. They're like somebody else is gonna have yeah, and a spoof account.
3: Yeah, I'm not even sure if this was the hand talking about like it was like on the main page. Yeah, I've got it pulled uh, up right
0: now. I've got yeah. it pulled up right now.
3: Yeah. You so, know what I think's weird is when um part <laughs> of my university names, when uh people for a while there people said directional schools, right? With the southeastern Louisiana and what used to be northeastern Louisiana and that, and they would try to group Southern Miss into that, and and the, the easy way out was to always say, well, "What's what's Southern Cal?" Right? Where's USC? I said, well, "We're USM." You know, that, that was just the easy way around. I, I didn't. It, it would it would definitely shut up the, you know, rednecks from loose <laughs> Oh, i
2: ain't worried about rednecks from Loustal either. Uh, I there, you and I just say to Loosedale, like. I, know
3: we have, I know we have listeners in Loosedale, but let's
2: just be honest. Uh, we've all been to Loosedale, and there is a
0: ton wow.
2: of Alabama Yeah. there.
4: There, are, so there yeah, is he's a, got lot there. a lot They're
2: of people up. down in Loosedale, and you're just insulting them all tonight. Dear friends, good people.
4: You know I grew up like 15 Mid- minutes south of Loosedale.
2: Uh-oh. <laughs> did not even give me started Through on his man. face. Where, Hurley? I did, yeah. Wow. I knew I smelled it on
4: you.
0: Yeah, you know. Just over the border. You're you're like right you know, you can you're right over the border where you can actually buy booze uh before twenty eighteen. (laughs) Um so more more highlights. So football didn't necessarily have the highlights we were hoping for, but one game this year really stands out to me as one of those games that you're gonna remember for a long time. When I think back to the game in 2013 against UAB where we came out guns blazing, won the final game of the year. Um, this, this game right here kind of goes in that same category. And I'm talking about November the 19th. It's a Friday night game. We had just come off the game against uh, UTSA where we brought, we rolled out with the super had a battle in that game. We were there in it in the end, but the next week against Louisiana Tech, we were an underdog. We came out. Guns blazing again. This time we were victorious with a 35-19 to 19 victory over the Bulldogs and really set the tone for how Southern Miss was going to finish the season and the energy we were going to take into the postseason and hopefully the next year. Yeah.
3: Well, if it had to happen to anybody, uh, I think we're all pretty glad it happened to Louisiana Technical, um, just with all the crap that they tend to talk on social and – <sighs> Boy, what is it about those guys, you know, with the whole dancing around the fountain thing and the promo <laughs> video and the, uh, the, I don't know, like, 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 when I'm, I know when we, when we went to the uh, conference tournament last year, I think everybody on Sutter Miss's side and probably all the other visitors side tried our best to like tell them how cool their little field was and all that. And all they heard was like, did you say little field? <laughs> I mean, Hold on. It's, it's still tiny. That little field wall is a joke, but you know, it's really neat. But, um, but, it, but, yeah, they have this – I don't know if it's like ultimate little man syndrome or – I don't know what it is. Uh, but they have – they kind of talked themselves right out of getting the Sunbelt invite. And for us to beat them, like you said, with with full-on – that was the full-on – that was the first full-on Superback, right? Because the first Superback was UTSA with just two guys.
4: Uh, we probably – we then, wrote up. We wrote yeah, up. It was just the trial run, and then Gore went down.
3: Yeah. Yeah, and so then Superback, four guys, was Louisiana Tech right and then ended up with that last game if i it was great it it was great to beat them without a quarterback it was great that that whatever that tech dude was just won a blocking spree southern miss southern miss fans on twitter
2: oh man that was so Uh, funny i forgot all about that that seems like six years ago right now oh man
4: i was just loving the updates everybody kept tweeting okay i'm on the list i'm on the list now Mm -hmm. i'm now I'm blocked. And it's, right. very- it's just screenshot after screenshot of he blocked me too. Yeah. <laughs> <We are laughs> talking back about, uh, about Mullins and, and that 2013, you know, my, that game will always kind of have a special place, you know, after sitting through those 21 or however 23 losses it was in a row. Uh, my wife actually bought a, uh, from the uh, football 101. they did an auction. And, oh, wow. uh, you know, they do a different fundraisers throughout the year. We were coming off that good year. You know, she bought me the this uh, ride the bus with the team kind of thing to UAB. Little did we know what that season was going to become. And so uh, she uh, ended up like, hey, why don't you take your dad? You know, we had not won a game. And so <laughs> and I got to go and we get down there. We stood on the sidelines and they got to see that game. And it's, it's probably going to be one of my favorite uh, games and then shortly after that i started working for athletics so i actually got to see you know mullen's whole career uh you know from the sidelines so it was it was it always kind of be one of my favorite golden eagles but Mm. but that game you know that that latex game had those kind of feelings it was like okay we kind of made that that turn around the corner so excited about the next couple of years you saw a lot of that through a
2: telephoto lens taking a lot of badass pictures
4: too (laughs) <laughs> yeah, no more pictures at baseball, though, you know, those baseball games. Uh, I, I got, I got a hit too many times <laughs> on football, but, man, you know, baseball is rough.
2: Okay, I so didn't we, realize baseball photography was a contact sport. <laughs>
4: okay. Well, I told Scott Berry actually at uh, trick or Treated the Pete this year that they were going to name, uh, they should name the camera whales, the new camera whales they put for the photographers, the Patrick Lowry camera whales, because uh, – <laughs> mm. They didn't have those until I got hit twice in the same season. So,
0: <laughs> did you have no? I don't know if it was you or if it was maybe it was Houston a few years ago that had the the clip of the camera was rolling and then like the ball came like right for the camera and busted it up. I can't remember when that was. That was a few years back.
3: Was that our girl? Um, didn't our girl?
0: Your girl? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Is that what because, you just said? That may have been her. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I think okay. that was her.
0: Okay, so we, we talked about the highs, and I know we had a lot of lows this year, but let's let's touch on some of the lows from from this year. And you, you, it's, it's easier to feel like a low when you're you've been so high. And I think that conference USA baseball tournament at Louisiana Tech, just the way that we, we it kind of came apart those last two games against Tech. You know, it, it, we we were in the driver's seat, just had to win one game, and just could not hang on to uh, to move on to the championship. So that's probably where I definitely wasn't the most disappointing thing of the year, but that was in this in this spectrum of things, I guess it was it was really disappointing how that played out.
3: Yeah, I'm trying to remember the sequence in my head, because I think even the very next podcast that we did after that happened, I still had to go back and read about it to see that because there is there very uh, specific things that happened like in a row yeah. before we saw uh, Dickerson. You know, standing in front of the deck. I still remember sitting next to Mr. Rick Maddox in the stands, and like right behind the former coach of Louisiana Tech. And uh, and so Dickerson comes walking over to the dugout and starts taking off his wristbands and taking off his glove and a different glove. And I told Mr. Rick, I said, he's going in the pitch. And he was like, there's no way. I said, well, he's changing gloves. I mean, you know, well, he's got to be doing something. I don't know what he's doing, but because you, you can't have a lot of that stuff on when you're pitching, right? So." And then he turned around and, and, and I was like, okay. Number one, I love the move because if you're going to do it with somebody, that's the guy that can handle this attitude. This, you'd love to have him on your team and you hate to play against him type of guy. Uh, and at the same time, I'm like, well, this is a hell of a time to get your, you know, log your first inning pitched here, <laughs> uh, with everything on the line. But, and then that move, the, the, the sequence of events that moved, I think, whoever was it, it's something about right field, and then somebody moved to second base, and if he wouldn't have been in there, the other guy would have been there, and the ball probably would have been caught, so it was crazy. I'm kind of glad that I went. Um, if you don't go to everything – like you mentioned the highs and the lows – if you don't go to everything, then you miss some of that, right? So when something great happens next, it'll be that much better because I witnessed –
0: that collapse. So
3: thanks for bringing it up, man. Great.
0: You know, if we had won one of those games, we would have hosted You know? Yeah. It was not that.
3: Those... I definitely would not remember. <laughs> I, I we believe were, we call it
2: to the top, gentlemen.
0: We got to the top. Yeah, that was a pretty that was a pretty pretty rough moment. Um you know, I guess if you're talking lows, I mean, we we've, we've had a bad run in, in men's basketball. Um you know, football to start the season this year was pretty rough. I mean, especially going through all the quarterbacks. And when it got to the when it got to right before we made the superback change, it was it was pretty brutal watching the, you know, the the offense on the field. I was glad they mixed it up the way they did and made the changes they made. But it was it was it was kinda rough at times. And then I guess another thing would be the, the anxiety of the conference shakeup situation. We didn't really know where we were going and are we gonna get left out again, or we're we gonna be stuck in conference USA, so this was off the top of my head
3: it was a uh, you know about quarterback thing you guys the timing of it seemed to match up with uh, um, just like, it's almost like the, the quarterback experiments that we had just kind of completely ran their course and everybody agreed that it was time to do something then we did something else like right at the right moment I think you know uh, I mean so if we'd had done it five games earlier just totally abandoned the quarterback play. I think people would have said, what the hell is he thinking, right? But it seems like when he did it and towards the end of the year, when it was like, you know what, what else? We're pushing our chips to the middle of the table, and then we won. Um, so everything worked out fabulous. And to have a guy like Frank Gore kind of be the centerpiece of that was even – that was just icing on the cake and probably led to a good recruiting period. Um, but now there was a period in the middle of the year hoping when we get to the end of the basketball year, I can kind of say something similar, like, you know what, a rock bottom, just like Coach Hall mentioned that. He's like, here's rock bottom. Maybe at the end of this basketball season, we can say, you know, we went through rock bottom and we came out better and we're looking forward to the following year. That still remains to be seen. Um, You know, I still like going to games. (laughs) It is, you know, it's it's getting a little tougher for everybody involved. And and it just is what it is at this point.
0: What are you guys looking forward to in 2022? I know we've got baseball season, obviously, um, you know, the the improvements in football, um, the, the, the move in conference play. I mean, there's a, there's a lot to look forward to.
4: Hmm.
3: I, I think uh, that I'm looking forward to see if this 2022 thing happens with the Sun Belt, right? Because if it doesn't, that's going to be one hell of a weird-ass year for, for all the sports involved. If we're still in Conference USA, but, like, they don't really want us here. We really don't want to be here. It's like a neighbor that you evict or, or that gets evicted and you hate him or maybe like a roommate that you evict. And um, but he's like, you know, I'm still here through like August. You're going, OK, so you're just like squeezing by him in the hallway and not saying anything. It's just going to be weird. So I hope we can make that move. It's so many moving pieces that I don't know if it's possible. The Shane Mission, the whole James Madison uh, eligibility to for D1 thing. It's just a lot. Can you imagine having to navigate scheduling for – that's just football. People just look at football, and they might say, well, baseball too. Okay, well, then you go to all the other sports and all the other scheduling of where they're going to stay and um, just everything that goes into that and having to create a full-time schedule through from football to, like, women's golf. That's I'm just a daunting
2: task. I'm 99 percent sure that uh, Patty McGee, McGee. – uh, already has that done. He does can do it in five minutes. He that, does, that's yeah. in a spreadsheet in on minutes. his computer right now. All <laughs> he has to do is click send. It's all taken care of. Then <laughs> there's probably five or six different options. So, uh, <laughs> so let him ben, know what uh, you like.
3: Ben tweeted something out about that earlier too. That was uh,
0: he's spot on. That
3: guy, he's the best. He's the best.
0: Um, something I'm excited about. It's not necessarily a, you know, a, I guess it's not really a Southern Miss thing, but Going back to play at Tulane next year. It's been a while since we've had a game down in New Orleans, and those anything are in New
3: Orleans is, is is good with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And we're also hey, playing in guys- Miami. I've, I've always wanted to play the U. I'm excited about that. I've never
3: been to Miami outside of the airport. I've been to the airport a couple times just hitting the connector.
0: Um, but
3: I've never so it doesn't really count. You know, I don't count that. Um, what's you guys go to in New Orleans? Place to stay.
0: Uh, I've got my Harris card, so I stay either at Harris or wherever Harris has discounted rates at. If, n- if not that, um, you know, I guess the Hilton, the Sheraton, the Marriott. But there's for the for the last New Orleans Bowl, we stayed at the Lafayette Hotel, which is which which is kind of closer to the Superdome. dominant. It's a great location.
2: Mm-hmm. I don't even I like remember all this. the name of I've got to look up New Orleans mm-hmm. on Google Maps real quick and tell you the mm-hmm. name.
3: You know, uh, Katie and I always love the Royal Saint over there, kind of by Harris and my mm-hmm. mother's restaurant. Um, we always enjoyed that one and they just recently became an IHG, uh, hotel member. And that's, that's what I use most of the time, right? It's usually holiday ends. Um, so that was good for me. You know, you get your Harris points. I don't give any Harris points, Jamie, by going in there and dropping my $40, uh, dollars into a slot machine. To get four walk out of their brook. So I don't know okay. What you
0: do. Here no, this is what you do. This is what uh-huh. you do. You've got to yeah. get you've got to get the wife to play a little bit too. She doesn't have to play a lot, but play a little bit just to just register some points. Then you park your car there and you play mm-hmm. enough. If you play 40, you'll get the free parking. And sure. I've done that the past few times and I mean i might have stayed three or four days and I would only I wouldn't pay for parking at all. So that saves money on parking. But when both of you have those points and you go to book, if you are like if you put a companion Card on there, like a companion player's card, it gives you much cheaper rates. So when I went huh. to New Orleans, like at the first of the month, I think we had, to, we had to pay, let's see, what we said, two nights. I think I paid 200 total with fees and everything. Um, and the only reason we had to pay for nice. that night was because the Saints were playing on Monday night football. I mean, Thursday night football the following night. But sure. When earlier this fall, I didn't, I, all I paid for was the resort fees. So you have to have both of you with the cards. So that's your tilt. Not sponsored. There's a lesson. You know, we've got something like that.
3: Yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know if he's talking us into or out of a Harris uh, sponsorship.
0: But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Well, they hey, they're books <laughs> Hey, but I would I would never use their sports book I'm only going to use. BetUS. that brings us to our friends at BetUS. Bet with three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid. BetUS. All right. So last week – We kicked off bowl season. We had nine games in the – Shane fared the least out of all of us. He had three wins. Mm -hmm. I had four wins. Jason had six wins. (laughs) So now the total for the season, I am still in last place, 71-79. and Shane is 73 and 77. Jason has built back up a lead. He is 78 and 72. Patrick is going to join us for this week's picks as well. So we'll see how he scores in the week. It doesn't take much to to get to be the lead dog, apparently. So, Jason, you are still in the lead. We're going to get started with Kent State and Wyoming.
3: This is by far the, the toughest thing. Number one, there's a bunch of them. But it's just I don't know any of these people, you know, Uh, I hardly watch any games outside of Southern Miss. But normally during the year we have games that, you know, I've seen South Alabama play and, you know, that kind of thing. But so this is this is this is this is I wish we would have ended it already so I could just go wire to wire. Um, Good thing I got a league because I don't know what the hell I'm talking. Um, So, yeah, this game, the potato bowl. We know about that one. Went to it back in the day. And it was really cold. Um, so, Kent scores a lot of points. Um, last five games, they've averaged forty six point six points per game. Uh, Wyoming really relies on defense, uh, and 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 uh, you know, games like this, just it, I just tend to go with the offense, honestly. Um, if Kent does what they do, I'm not sure that Wyoming can keep up. So, I got Kent.
2: I'm glad that Jason's back to doing the research uh, again this week, so I at least get some kind of insight into this because I haven't watched Kent State or Wyoming play a game all year. Don't know that I've read an article about either one. But at this point, and after my performance last week, it's time to either just roll forward full <laughs> speed or burn the house down in the process of cowboy up. I'm
4: going with Wyoming.
0: Uh, I don't know why I'm going to do this, but I'm going to go with Kent State. Patrick, what is your pick?
4: Uh, let's see. Uh, I, too, I did a little research. I mean, i got I got to make myself at least presentable, but as long as I can top Shane's three wins from last week, I think I'll be doing good. Uh, uh, hey, <laughs> hey, hey, watch it, buddy. Watch it. <laughs> Fun fact, the uh, the mascot for the potato bowl, anybody know what that is?
0: Spuds? I'm, I'm guessing spuddy, not a
4: potato. Spuddy Buddy.
0: Spuddy, Spuddy Buddy, yes,
4: Buddy wow. yeah, Buddy. Uh, I'm going to go with the Golden Flashes.
0: All right, all right. Up next, we have uh, current conference mates, UT University of Texas San Antonio, as they like to be called, taking on San Diego State. San Diego State is a three-point favorite.
3: Yeah, so 12 and one versus 11 and two seems like really good records for such an early bowl game. Um, I don't like UT, and I do like San Diego State. And the, 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 the one big thing here is that Sincere McCormick, who I think is the best player on UTSA, is not playing, unless that report was wrong that I read. Um, so if he's not in the game, uh, that's that's a, that's a pretty big blow uh, for them. We all know about that from this year at Southern Miss. If you don't have your best players, not that easy. Um, so I could be a good one to watch, but I, without Sincere, I have uh, San Diego State.
0: Oh, he just said he's playing. No, I'm kidding. He's he's not playing. All right. right. I I, I don't think you're being sincere about that.
2: (laughs) Yeah. uh, I said I was going full speed ahead and going to burn down the house, but uh, not with this one. Uh, I actually have to go with Jason. I'm going to go with Utsa and. or not go with Utsa, uh, excuse me. I'm going to go with San Diego State and uh, to, to take them out because they don't have their best running back. and They've got a couple of really good receivers, but uh, you take the running game out of it, uh, the, that's going to make things a little tougher against a good team. And San Diego State was
0: banged up in the championship game, and it uh, sounds like they're getting back to – are you guys hearing an echo? Mm-hmm. Okay. Patrick
4: um, I was, but I'm good. We're good now.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to go with San Diego State. I think they they're they're a little bit healthier, and like you said, with McCormick being out, that that pretty much is a game changer for UTSA. All right, Patrick.
4: I will complete the sweep for San Diego State. Uh, I mean, they're the really good at uh, run defense, and then especially if the the best running back's not playing, I like San Diego
0: State. All right, next we have Missouri and Army. Army is a four point favorite. So Missouri gives up uh, more yards on the ground
3: through the air. Um, Army almost exclusively wait, wait, runs what? the ball.
0: Missouri gives up more points on the ground yards.
3: through the air. <laughs> That's is that what I said. <laughs> Missouri gives up more yards <laughs> on so the, the ground down. than through the air. Um, and Army runs the ball, so um, like they're only averaging 94 yards uh, through the air. So. <clears throat> turnovers would probably be a factor if Army just stays mistake-free. Uh, I think they got a shot.
2: Um, so I'm going to go with Army. You know, I went with Army week before last for the Army-Navy game, and they burned me. They burned me. I thought Army was the better team, and they shit the bed. And uh, I'm not going to forgive them yet. Um, so I'm going with – I don't even remember. Whoever Army's playing.
0: <laughs> mizzou mizzou um i'm going to go with mizzou simply because of their strength and conditioning
2: coach all right patrick who's your strength and conditioning coach is that what's his name
0: yeah what's his name what's his name what's, is, his, name? Uh, what's his name is uh is the strength coach there now <laughs> he Who's a good
2: strength coach or what's his name
0: yeah what's his name
2: you know you know what I'm talking about. I do, but I don't know his name.
0: <laughs> Zach Woodfin.
2: There we go. Woodfin. Uh, Woodfin. Yeah, oh,
0: yeah, so Mr. I'm gonna Miss go Smith. with I'm gonna go with them for that reason.
3: Former Southern Miss athletic director.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Former Southern Miss athletic yeah. director. <laughs> I
2: forgot all about that. Jesus. Wow.
4: <laughs> what a trivia nugget. All right, Patrick. I'm going uh, with Army and that triple option.
0: All right, there you have it. Smart Up next, man. we have a, another uh, current conference mate in North Texas taking on Miami of Ohio. Miami of Ohio is a three-point favorite. Um, both teams are six and six. North Texas' last five games are
3: five and zero. Oh. Uh, we clearly reminded them that they can, uh, you know, that they don't suck anymore, really. Um, 'Cause remember at the beginning of the year in North Texas, I mean, everybody they wanted their coach gone, they wanted everything gone, when everybody fired, burned the house down. They played us, beat us, and um just went on a tear. Didn't lose another game, I don't think. So um so anyway, it's it's in and it's in Frisco. Miami four and thirteen against the spread lately. Um I'm going with the Mings. All
2: right, Shane. Yeah, they uh, they did come on strong at the end of the year. And I didn't even think about us starting uh, kind of their steamroll towards the end of the season. But uh, I'm, I'm going with the Mean Green as well. I am going with Miami of Ohio. That is where
0: Greg Herring went to school. And so that's why I'm going to choose them. All right, Patrick.
4: Uh, I think UNT keeps the momentum going and uh, finishes strong. So I'm going to go with uh, North Texas.
0: Up next, we have the the battle battle of the in-state rivals in Florida. UCF taking on the Florida Gators. The Florida Gators are a six and a half point favorite. So weird. Um,
3: I think the the only way they can possibly be favorite is just that they're from that league because they're not very good. Um, but uh, they just fired Cousin Eddie. Um, End of the year, losing three of five. UCF isn't awesome either, um, but the game is in Tampa. I don't know. They probably still flavors Florida, honestly. Um, I really want to pick UCF because I like the whole little brother thing and and beat us, and we're better than you are because we have more wins. But uh, I think I'm going to pivot here and go with the Gators.
2: Okay, Shane? Man, I didn't. Pay enough attention to UCF this year to really know how good they are. You no, know, Florida's a dumpster fire. They they do have uh, old Napier from uh, the University of Louisiana at Lafayette uh, coming in there, <laughs> but it's not like he's instilling his players a program at this point in time. I don't know. I mean, I don't like the Golden Knights, Jason. Who'd you pick? I hey, Florida. Pick Florida. I'm going with UCF then. And that hurts me straight to my soul. It hurts me to pick them. I don't like them at all, but I got to have a reason and picking against Jason's reason enough.
0: Uh, Florida has peanut bowl. And so I'm going to go with Florida. All right, Patrick.
4: Oh, I love that. I love that choice. Uh, you know, I was going to throw out the cousin Eddie to get rid. You know, I, I had picked Florida in my research, uh, but you know what? I like the little big brother thing. I think this game means more to UCF than it does Florida. So I'm going to go UCF. I'm going to change it last second. Mm-hmm.
0: Former conference mate in the next game, Memphis is an eight and a half point favorite against Hawaii. Yeah. Best case scenario here
3: is that neither team um, ends up with a winning record for me. Cause I just hate the way the bulls are these days. Um, as much as I hate Memphis, I, uh, I don't know. It, it troubles me that they can throw it, and Hawaii struggles defensively uh, with the pass. So um, Hawaii does come into this game riding a two-game winning streak. Um, so you know, I have not made my, I hadn't made up my mind on this one yet. Half is a whole lot of points. Screw it. I got Hawaii.
2: You said something at the very beginning there that confused me, and I'll, I okay. want some clarification. Did That's, you say neither team can win this game with a winning or leave this game with a winning record? Uh, no,
3: that that would be the best case scenario. Um, because I figure what the records are, but uh, what are the records, Jamie?
0: I don't know, man. Let's see, I'm looking. At... <laughs> but I, I love uh, Jim. It, it, Jim it, Cole is like, like I can't believe six. I listen to this every week.
3: It's like six <laughs> and six versus uh. This is why, six and you know. Five, I think. I think I think it's six and six and five. So if the six and five team wins, then neither team will have a winning record. Got
2: me? No, if the six and five team wins, they'll be seven and five. Which okay, look what I just said. Five and six. I think it's
3: five
0: and six. Okay. Hawaii has already lost seven. So
3: okay.
0: if they're six if, and seven. Yeah. So if Hawaii okay. wins, they're seven and seven. Uh, if if uh, Hawaii, and that would make Memphis six and seven. So that would be give both of them seven one ten. I don't know. I don't know.
2: Has Hawaii played thirteen games? According to their record, they're six and
0: thirteen. I mean six and seven. They're six and thirteen actually. Six and thirteen. Yeah, yeah. six and seven. That's a long
2: season. Did they play the FCS spring <laughs> season
0: as well? <laughs> one two three four five six seven eight. Let me nine. get smart with me. Yeah, they've played, they played 13
2: games so far.
3: Just be okay. a man. Make a pick, Shane.
2: Um, who'd you pick, Bob? Hawaii. Whoever Hawaii's playing. I forgot already. Playing Memphis. Oh, God. You made me pick UCF and Memphis in the same pick. <laughs> You're a disgusting human being. <laughs>
0: uh, I'm going to go. Hawaii's been a little stronger down the stretch. I'm going to go with Hawaii with it basically being. Not that they really have a home field advantage. I don't know how that equates patrick what say you
4: i think hawaii gives up a lot of points i'm gonna go with memphis i don't think it's gonna be close
0: all right up next we have georgia state and they are a five point favorite against ball state
4: the season
3: stats look really even enough for teams that I have not paid attention to the entire season uh, georgia state's riding a three-game winning streak ball state of the last five uh, georgia state should win this one um they do have a decided advantage running the football. Uh, teams that do that do well in bowl games, I think. Just running the ball travels. So
2: I'll take Georgia State. Yeah, I'm going with Georgia State as well, but uh, not because of any of those well-thought-out <laughs> search reasons, other than the fact that we'll be Sun Belt Conference mates with them either next season or the year after. So go Georgia State. I'll just keep that going and make that a
0: three so far. What say you, Patrick?
4: SBC. SBC, (laughs) Georgia
0: State. All right. Up next, we have Michigan, and they are a – excuse me, Western Michigan. They are a Mm -hmm. seven-point favorite against Nevada. Big difference. So
3: so this kickoff is at 11 a.m., which will be 8 a.m. Nevada. Just Nevada time, right? I just got to play some sort of of thing there. Um, I probably did that math wrong, too. So somebody like Nathan Hosey hit me up. Um, their head coach just left for another gig. Nevada's quarterback is a stud. His name is Carson strong. He threw for 4,186 yards, eight touchdowns this year just versus just eight interceptions. So he's awesome. Um, not as awesome as our boy, uh, from Western Kentucky, uh, Bailey zap, who didn't even get mentioned for the Heisman throwing 62 freaking touchdown passes, but whatever. um, and uh, Sean Tyler for Wyoming is a 1,000-yard rusher. Uh, you contain Tyler, and, and Nevada just rolls, so I've got the Wolf back.
2: Okay. Even after his research, I know nothing about either one of these teams. Um, nothing. That makes it really hard to pick who's going to win. Uh, yeah, I'm going with the other team. Just I uh, got to make up some ground on Jason.
0: We defeated – Nevada in the Hawaii Bowl back in 2012, and that's why I think we're going or 2011. That's why I think we're going to they're going to win this game against Western <laughs> Michigan. All right, Patrick.
4: Uh, I I think the coaching vacancy in Nevada uh, may affect a little. I'm going to go Western Michigan. All right, up next
0: we've got Boston College, and they are a three point favorite against the Fighting John Gilberts of East Carolina.
3: Passing advantage East Carolina, defensive advantage Boston College. Uh, I think BC's quarterback is out. I think I read that, um, and was probably I think he was out for the last few
4: games actually. I think he's back. Is he back? I said he's gonna. Yeah, I think he's back for this game. Breaking, Breaking news: news.
0: Sincere McCormick's playing quarterback for Boston College.
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm.
3: That you know what? I'm I'm gonna stay. With uh I like both these teams. I like both of those. Um I do think if East Carolina gets up early, even if the guy's back, I mean he hadn't played in a while, um, it's gonna be tough for Boston College to keep up. So because um, it's not like they're offensive based anyway. So I'm gonna take uh East Carolina.
2: Yeah, I'm taking East Carolina for no other reason. Than they're right down the road. Um so yeah, go on go going there, go pirates. Um
0: I don't think John Gilbert ever won a bowl game while he was here, so I'm going to have to go with Boston College. (laughs) Patrick?
4: I love the logic. Uh, I am going Boston College. I I think the East Carolina pass defense uh, gives up a lot to this guy who should be playing, according to my research. Up
0: next, we have the Houston Cougars against the Auburn Tigers. The Auburn Tigers are a a two-and-a-half-point favorite.
3: Not that he can make a difference right off the bat, but is AD there yet?
0: Is he there? I don't know. They announced um, him. I don't know yeah, what that so, means.
3: And Houston's 11-2, and two playing in the Birmingham Bowl. Seems kind of strange to me. Um, I'd love for Auburn to lose, man. I really would. I love – you know what? Austin's not there yet. It's not like I can, I can actively pull for Houston. But there's just something about an SEC team losing to have a losing record on the season that's very appealing to me. So this has nothing to do with stats or ability or coaching or whatever. I just don't want, uh, I just don't want an SEC team that plays in the bowl to have a winning record. So I'm going to take you. Yeah. Um, Houston
2: ranks near the top of my most hated teams if if not the top um i i hate their team i hate their fan base um uh love the fact that uh they're even though their team is good that their stadium's empty all the time in the middle of a giant city it warms my soul that nobody cares because they don't deserve it they're terrible um and on the flip side of that In my younger, dumber days, before I saw the light, I was an Auburn fan, and I came really close to going to Auburn, and uh, I hate Houston that much. And I'm going to roll back to that Auburn fandom before uh, I saw the Golden Eagle light and and go with the Tigers, the the War Eagles, the Plainsmen, whatever they want to be called this week. I
0: I don't think Austin Davis is going to have any. You know, obviously hasn't been there. He's not, but the Houston Cougars are going to pee their pants when they see him on the other sidelines, <laughs> just given the history. So that's why I'm going to pick Auburn. All right, Patrick. Very good point.
4: Oh man, uh, Shane, everything you said about loathing Houston, I could not agree more. But uh, my former GA that used to work for me, Jordan Burgess, have to give him a shout out. Uh, he works for the Houston football team. And uh, so because of that, I followed them a little bit this year. And I would love to see an SEC team lose as well. So I'm going with the Cougars. All right. The next game also
0: includes a former conference mate, Air Force and Louisville. Louisville is a one and a half point favorite.
3: Yeah, Another team that I would love to see end up with a losing record, honestly, Um, Loserville. Air Force won three in a row and and is nine and three on the year. Um, if I were just betting like just normal, like not picking a team, I would definitely take the under on this one. Cunningham for Louisville is, uh, is really good at quarterback and could be the difference. Um, um, hmm. One thing that stops dual threat quarterbacks, honestly, is, uh, and these, and these, these um, military colleges. Have that. So um, I'm going to take Air Force.
2: Yeah. I, uh, I don't like Louisville either. Um, Air Force. Air Force. Patrick? Uh,
4: we will finish it out for Air Force as well. I, I think, again, I'm going with military school and that triple option. I like it.
0: All right, up next, we've got Mississippi State. They are a nine-point favorite against Texas Tech. So you got the, the battle of uh, the ghost of Leach past against the ghost of Leach present.
3: Yeah, so this is really weird because I really love Mike Leach a lot, and obviously I hate Mississippi State. Um, I'm sure he'd love to beat his former team. Um, and the Texas Tech coach just got fired. So they have an interim there who is actually headed to Louisiana Tech to be their head coach. That's just too much turmoil for me. Uh, so I will I, – you know, I, I just think for Texas, that's just too much. Um, I'll take Mississippi State.
2: Yeah, um, my little brother went to state, and every once in a while when we're talking on the phone, he just – goes on and on and on about what Mississippi State's doing. And I only pay about half attention, but some of it sinks in. And I think that Leach is getting his system and his players starting to go at this point at Mississippi State, and I think he's got a decent team. I love Mike Leach, too. I think he's hilarious. He's a national treasure. You never know what's going to come out of that crazy bastard's mouth at any given time. Uh, and i love it that said i also feel like a mike mike leach team has a ceiling like mike leach is not going to win a national championship at mississippi state he'll field some good teams he'll beat some folks uh but he's going to lose some games too because he refuses to run the ball and defense may or may not happen so all that said uh I, i think leach uh has state going in a a decent direction they're playing some good ball here at the end of the year and they're gonna win this one yeah i don't like mike leach um
0: i <laughs> uh, i'll bring you back so the first game of the season they defeated louisiana tech by one point like you know but they've come a long way since then i'm gonna pick them to win this game patrick
4: yeah this is another one that pains me to uh choose mississippi state but uh, i think i have to in this in this situation like uh, jason said too much turmoil on the other side and uh i think state's finally figured out uh, something on the offense that works uh so yeah bulldogs
2: we need to know your thoughts on mike leach as a person too
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think mike leach is great uh just because of you never really know uh what he's gonna say and um a little bit of athletic background I had. I know that uh, scares the heck out of the SIDs, and so <laughs> just for that, I never know what's going to be said. Uh, I like him. Yeah,
2: those are the same reasons that I love him. I don't necessarily think he's a great person, but he's wildly entertaining.
4: I just think it's kind of funny that he's in Starbowl of all places. I mean, I mean he's such Alders. a West Coast kind of guy, and and then he's. In Starville, Mississippi, I, I, it's just really—it's got to be an out-of-body experience for him. So we've got two
0: games left, Jim Cole. Hang in there. Two two more games, and we'll we'll move on to basketball. Uh, Jim Cole's got a second PhD by the time we get done with this pick'em, right? <laughs> Going to be Doctor Doctor Cole,
3: new, new president.
0: We've got UCLA and NC State. NC State a one-point favorite. This is a long way in
3: between two schools. NC State can you get any further apart? Maybe like Miami, Oregon?
0: I mean you could go way. like, I don't know, Boston College in Hawaii.
3: I'm not ta- I'm talking about the actual
0: <laughs> not the fake United States. The actual United States. Contiguous. Contiguous. The 48. It's a four-syllable
3: word. It's worked into it to the Top Talk podcast. It's rare. Um.
0: So, uh
3: what do I, I think here?
0: Miami would um, be further, actually. Miami to what? Oregon. No. Yeah. Yeah. Miami to Oregon. Miami to
2: anywhere. Memphis and and Hawaii is actually further. Oh god. That is, good. And that one's actually happening.
0: Um. <laughs> I would say any team in Conference USA to UTEP. That's probably the oh, biggest yeah. distance between it, schools. It's basically
3: like a Conference USA game. Yeah. Think about it that way. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um. So um, UCLA has won three in a row. NC State's won four out of its last five. UCLA is averaging more total yards and and 90 more yards per game than than North Carolina State. Um, Again, kind of like earlier, rushing travels. and uh, So uh, UCLA seems to have the advantage in that aspect, so I'm going to take the Bruins.
2: I am going with the hometown team here. I got a nephew over there. I got a lot of friends that are NC State fans, uh, and they like as as a fan base, they don't annoy me, which a lot of fan bases do. So uh, I can tolerate their fan base. Uh, it's nice to see them do well, uh, and they don't get you know even more annoying. So I'm going with the Wolfpack. Woo hoo! Uh,
0: I like their colors of coast and gold, so I'm going to go with the Bruins. Patrick,
4: uh, I'm going uh, NC State because they played us in the rock and they used to have a linebacker named Patrick Lowry. So uh, oh. Whoa. Hey,
0: do you have the jersey?
4: No, I wish. We're friends on Facebook, which is kind of weird. You know, it, was, <laughs> it was really cool in the early days of Facebook to find people that had your same name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, I guess I keep up with them. some, not really. But, uh, yeah, that's my just- reason. If he's still in the area, I'll track him down for you. Let me know. Yeah, need to get a uh, signed jersey.
0: Me and JJ Arrington aren't on the best of terms. I have his jersey and he signed it. But did you steal it? No, I didn't steal it. I didn't <laughs> steal it. Uh I was gonna
2: right. steal a signed jersey. Like here, sign this. Like maybe yeah. a kid was getting it signed and he just like ran through, was like Bye, sucker! <laughs> took right no. Yeah.
0: I actually did. I actually, <laughs> actually, that's how I got Reggie Bush to sign my jersey. Was I gave my little brother, who was like seven at the time, to go get
3: it <laughs> that guy right there.
0: But he also signed that. So, anyways, yeah, I'm, uh, uh, yeah, scum of the earth. All right, final game of the slate: West Virginia and Minnesota. Minnesota is a four and a half point favorite. Every time I think about Minnesota, I'm thinking about Hayden Fox. Anybody else? Am I old enough? Are you guys
3: old enough to get that reference?
0: I get the reference, but I'm, I'm I mean yeah. I'm old enough. Same but colors, I
3: don't get it. same colors. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Stat wise, very unimpressing. Um, uh, again, if I was just betting like something else, I'd probably bet on the under. Um, so I guess I'll just take Minnesota.
2: Um, I don't know anything about the Golden Gophers this year. What's their record? Eight
0: and four. And West Virginia is six and six.
2: Huh? Well, let's go with the Gophers.
0: Yeah, I I, I followed the Gophers a little bit. Been up there a few times in the past ten years, and uh, watched them a little bit this year. They were a tough team. They they played some really tough games. So I kind of they beat Wisconsin in the the last game of the year. So they're they're a sneaky team. I'm gonna go with. The Golden Gophers. Oh, and also when I was up there last time, I wore my Southern Miss shirt and people were yelling at me because they were playing Iowa that week and they didn't know who, where I was, <laughs> who I was repping. But still, I'm going to pick them. Patrick,
4: I'm going to uh, row the boat. Right. And that P.J. Fleck? uh Minnesota, row the boat. And that is mantra. I think that is. Uh, yeah, I'm going to go with the Gophers. All right,
0: Jim, you made it. You made it all the way to the end. So we'll see what's happened. Maybe we'll see. That was, that was a lot. That was a lot. That was a lot. All right. So let's bring us, bring everybody up to speed on the ins and outs this week with men's basketball.
3: Cool. My favorite part of the episode. Except for when, you know,
0: we've, uh, lost a bunch of games in a
3: row. Um, so we lost 74 to 65 this week. Um, versus uh, Louisiana Monroe. Uh, the good thing is that we scored more than normal, shot the ball well, uh, out-rebounded ULM, and ended up with 12 total assists, which I know doesn't sound like a huge number, but we spread them out. Like this guy had three, that had that guy had three, so we're sharing the ball. It shows signs of buying in, honestly. Um, but, of course, the bad thing is, again, is, is it wasn't good enough to get the job done. Played a lot of guys. Um Nobody really should have gotten tired. You know, we spread it out. There, there's not a whole lot of ways you can look at what happened stat-wise and the box score to say we should have done this different or should have done this better. Um, then led the team with only 31 minutes played, also led the team with 19 points. Little number four is uh, probably my favorite player on the team so far. Uh, Stevenson added another 11 points of um, the, the diff, well, one of the differences, again, was the turnovers. We had 18. They had 11. That only directly resulted into three more points, but obviously an issue every game. We seem to just throw the ball. We, we we're very loose with the basketball. Um, um, another head-scratcher to me is points in the paint. With Stevenson and Moore, we really should have the ability to absolutely dominate paint, uh, in my opinion. Uh, Louisiana Monroe had 38 points in the paint, USM 24. We both shot the ball fine. Like I said, uh, a minute ago, we, we shot the ball okay. 48% from the field, 50% from three, which was 14 it wasn't like it was one of two, right? So I wanted to clarify. So we actually shot a, a good amount of three pointers and, and made half of them, which is, which really should be good enough. We're tied at halftime. Um, they ended up, you, Louisiana Monroe actually ended up taking eight more shots than we did, and they made three more shots than we did. And that proved to be the ultimate difference. So again, we just didn't get it done, and I don't know. I, I don't know what the what the answer is, but uh, you know, I just <laughs> I hope that they, they figure it out pretty quick, um, so that we can have some some more fun sitting in Reed Green. But we got conference coming up, and uh, well, we got one more game versus East Carolina, and then we have conference after that. Conference looks tough, so we have our work cut out, boys, and let's, you know. Pop a top to uh, Ladner and, the, and, and Rowan and the guys uh, spoon uh,
0: figuring it all out. The Golden Eagles are currently four and seven on the season, and that's right. They're taking on East Carolina now. If you are an early bird at catching this show, you catch it the night before. That as soon as we release it, up until I don't know 10 a.m. on the in the morning, um, the game is coming up. East Carolina. This is weird. It's an 11 a.m. tip-off. On Tuesday, December the 21st, so that's tomorrow. This game is at 11 in the morning. Hmm. So that's some of the John Gilbert scheduling that uh, he's <laughs> so. <what> is... <laughs> we love you, how John. Do,
2: how yeah. do you guys think my new boss would feel if I gave him a call in the morning and was like, "Hey, man, uh, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna drive over to Greenville to watch uh, a couple of not great college basketball teams play. Uh, can I have the day off?" Because it's like an hour and a half drive from here. I could go easily.
3: I would definitely not call him and tell him that.
2: Just uh, disappear? <laughs>
0: yeah. Maybe if your boss had a, a hot movie star girlfriend like mine does, uh, where he's oh. taking, taking a few days off this week, you could get away with it.
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mine's in Michigan right now. Uh, and I don't think he's got anything going on except for hiding from his family and working some. <laughs> I'm in the exact opposite situation. As a matter of fact, we had our uh, our uh, kickoff meetings this morning, and he was like, yeah, Friday afternoon. He was like, uh, yeah, I don't see many of the meetings going, uh, you know, as scheduled. And our office manager chimed in, and she was like, But we're closed on Friday. Uh, he was like, okay, well, then Friday just opened up. You guys have a nice day. So, yeah, uh, uh, I don't think that that dude's going to be looking for some work in the morning.
0: So if you're up, uh, check out the game. Uh, it's going to be on ESPN Plus and will be broadcast on Rock 104 as well. Shane, what about the women? The women are hot. Are They're coming on strong right now.
2: Yeah, the, the women were were red hot and unfortunately today got, uh, got a little cooled down, but that uh, does not stop some really nice momentum they've got going into conference play. Uh, the women wrapped up non-conference at the Florida Atlantic pre-Christmas tournament down in beautiful Boca Raton, Florida. Um, I don't know why. I, every time I say Boca Raton, I feel like I got to say it like a game show host. Uh, it just gives that vibe to me. Jamie's been down there. He put his stank on the place. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, so ladies were down there, played a couple of games. Neither one of those games against FAU, even though they were the host. Uh, Sunday, the 19th, uh, the ladies took a 70-55 to 55 victory over Alabama A&M, had four different Lady Eagles scoring in double figures, uh, Davis with 14, Kelsey Jones with 13, Malaya Grayson with 11. Uh, Malaya also had a double-double with 11 rebounds. And then Almond uh, was our fourth scorer in double figures with 10 points. Uh, Lady Eagles had a season-low 12 turnovers and kind of rode that. And uh, at some points, it was kind of a back-and-forth game to the victory. Uh, then that takes us to today's action, uh, Monday the 20th. Uh, unfortunately lady eagles fell 87 to 75 to richmond uh allman was the high score for the lady eagles was 16 uh with that game going on today i did not have much uh information or an article to read to give me any any further stats at this point but uh yeah um lady eagles break a, a nice little win streak they had going on but uh, even after that, currently sit at 8-3 and three heading into Conference USA play where they're 0-0 zero and, zero and still 3-0 and in oh and Sunbelt play. <laughs> still 3-0 in Sunbelt play. That's awesome. Uh, uh, no, no more
0: games oh, this week for the Lady Eagles.
2: Yeah, no more games. Uh, they, they are off until a Conference play starts on December the 30th at Western Kentucky. And there you have it. All right. Do you guys have any shout-outs this week?
3: Hmm.
0: I do have some shout-outs. <clears throat> it's going to take me a second. Okay, here we go. Um,
3: so went to the Eagle Club Christmas party this week. That I, I, don't, I, th- I feel like it was one of those things that didn't happen last year because of the thing. So it's going to be back to that. Uh, I saw Coach O'Brien, his lovely wife, Alicia, at the Christmas party. also ran into uh, Coach Armstrong and Coach Hall. I handed Coach Hall his, his letter shirt, right? Is that our Superback shirt? Thanks again, Pilo, for coming out with us. And I ran into Coach Oz. Uh, Oz, he came up to me, right? We were walking through, and he started talking, and uh, he was standing next to his wife, and he was just like, just started right in with the, hey, man, what's up, you know, uh, talking about football and everything else, and I did not know who he was for a minute, because number one, he's got a beard now. Number two, he wasn't wearing his baseball uniform. (laughs) <laughs> so and, uh, it was kind of a weird, and, and it's, after a while, I finally got, to be, uh, I, I got, I, I got it. Actually, I got it because my wife was standing next to me, because um, Coach Oz's daughter used to teach Jack at Crayon, so I guess they knew each other. Anyway, it was, it was a super awkward moment for a minute, just because like I didn't recognize like one of the greatest coaches that we have, but um, that's how I roll also wanted to give a shout-out to Thomas Green, former baseball manager from back in the day when I actually had some athletic ability. He's a current Petro Automotive salesman, so give him a, give him a shout if you're looking for a car. Uh, and then I saw Kevin Rogers and his wife, as always. I see them in most of the things, and, uh, and uh, we hung out with them for a little bit. People, man, at the Eagle Club deal. It was great. Good to see everybody.
0: I want to give a shout-out to Patrick Lowry, man, slinging out the graphics on the T-shirt. Did did an amazing job with that. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, Patrick, do you have any shout-outs?
4: Yeah, you know, I listened last week, and uh, Shane gave a shout-out to me and uh, also gave a shout-out to my wife. And uh, I would have to piggyback off of that because, like Shane said last week, if it wasn't for her, I probably wouldn't leave – we leave the house without pants on. So, uh, thanks. Shout out to Lisa. <laughs> My two awesome kiddos, man. Uh, they're the best. Uh, yeah, I I'm, uh, had a good time tonight. I'm glad to uh, be here. And uh, I'm going to throw out some uh, potential maybe new super designs coming soon. So, Whoa.
0: hey man bring a lookout.
4: Does
2: Lisa get to come say hello to us before we wrap this thing up? Because, uh, I mean, Lisa's probably a, a more hardcore listener than Patrick is. We probably should have had her on. Uh, hey, you
3: know it was weird? Uh, when I was at that thing, when I was talking about, I was hanging out with Coach O'Brien. So he said, because apparently Coach Hall was having a shindig that night as well. And Coach O'Brien said, you know, man, I wouldn't even have known about this thing tonight if it wasn't for the podcast. Oh, cool. Cool. So we have actual people that know football. They're listening to the podcast and listening to us, like critique it oh. and then, and then make picks.
2: That sounds like a, a waste <laughs> of really valuable time. Yes. I mean,
3: well, I, I, you know, it gives them a good laugh is what it does. So, um, but it was cool for him to say that. And I appreciate everybody that listens. Don't get me wrong, but um, I didn't think important people listen, just people like me. So,
0: Yeah, it's, it's amazing who all listens. Well,
2: I think there's that like covers it for everything
0: on the show. I think we've covered everything point. that we need to talk about tonight. I don't think we have anything else to discuss, so let's go ahead and shut it down. Uh, <laughs> Shane, go ahead, buddy. I'm just kidding.
2: Uh, but no, that's all right. Um, that's, I will burn this place to the ground on my way out. I don't know. Um,
3: and as always, Southern Miss? Southern Miss
2: to the top. <laughs> Uh, I, I, we, we'll have to have a round table after this episode when when uh Patrick's not with us, whether we keep the video or not. Because I don't know, it was nice to have Pilo on here tonight to kind of break up your two faces. But if I have to stare at you two guys every Monday night, it, I may have bad dreams. I don't know how,
3: not... how many people call you Pilo. Is that a thing? Because yeah, I've, I've called you that a few times. Yeah, no, like three.
4: you mean Patrick Lowry. I'm like, did I not say Pilo? <laughs> yeah i mean I've, I've been called everything but yeah pillow kind of sticks with a lot of folks so i like it so uh thumps for the night
2: the first one was muted so it, it didn't exist anywhere <laughs> but here in my office in apex north carolina uh i went with a trio of uh wild turkey russell's reserve single barrel picks uh they're kind of my jam i've got a bunch of them so it's really easy for me to pick out three of those uh, started with a uh, frugal mcdougall's selection warehouse a floor four uh it is about a uh eight eight year eight and a half year pick uh, a really good one and then the next two uh, i picked these two because uh interestingly enough they were distilled on the same day they were dumped on the same day out of the barrel they were bottled on the same day and the barrel numbers are only two barrels apart so uh this theoretically should taste almost the same. Uh, and I was trying to see if I could taste any differences, but uh, I didn't mention this earlier. I made spaghetti and meatballs for dinner and uh, drank a half a bottle of wine. So uh, I almost fell asleep on the love seat in my office waiting for the call to start. Uh, definitely not in any position to be tasting nuanced differences between two barrels of whiskey that were six <laughs> feet apart in a Rick house and distilled within hours of each other. Uh, so that experiment failed, but I still drank whiskey. Uh, so anyway, uh, those were, um, again, eight and a half-ish years. A lot of these barrel picks in the Russell's Reserve line are around that time frame, both Warehouse E, Floor 4. Uh, but interesting enough, I, I thought it was cool that I had a couple of bottles that were two barrels apart. And, uh yeah. That's uh, for all the the ninety nine point eight percent of our listeners that don't care what I'm drinking. I'm done with that.
0: All right. Yeah. Shout out to the kindergartners. <laughs> um, well, hey, Patrick, thanks for joining us, man. Had a great time. Hope mm-hmm. you guys enjoyed it. We'll be back next week. And as always, Southern Mist to the top. Talk.
1: Here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, RLSU You play a good game of football But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you Football season is over and done. The fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done. I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs, Florida State, or Tennessee, but I chose Southern Mississippi, and right here at home is where I'll always be. I could play.